0: Hi and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability Educational Shorts. This week I want to talk about hydrogen fuel. And what I mean by that is green hydrogen fuel, which I guess I mean 100% clean hydrogen fuel and is it really a thing? We've heard in the past terms like clean coal that doesn't turn out to be all that clean. So when you hear 100% clean or 100% green hydrogen fuel, it does make you wonder because I know in order to make hydrogen fuel, it takes a ton of electricity. So is there such thing as hydrogen fuel that is 100% clean? Well, the first thing we have to do is talk about why it's so important that we find something that is clean, 100% renewable, and adjustable to our energy network. One of the biggest problems with clean energy sources is the ability to turn it up and down based on people's needs. You've heard me tell you time and time again how countries have to buy electricity during their peak times. You've also heard me talk about how there's cost here in the United States during peak times where we try to price you out of using your electricity to help reduce how much we use. Well, hydrogen fuel is one of those few energy sources that is kind of a controllable clean source. We can turn it up and turn it down like we do with fossil fuels. Hydrogen fuel, just for those who have never seen or heard about it or know the basics of it, and this is a very basic understanding. Hydrogen fuel is a natural chemical reaction between hydrogen and oxygen. They use electrolysis to separate the molecules of water into separate hydrogen and oxygen atoms. The hydrogen and oxygen atoms go into a cell where as they recombine, an electron is released, and that electron is used to charge things, and the byproduct is going back to water. The more hydrogen that goes into that chemical reaction, the more electrons that are stripped off for use, and that's where we get our electrical charge. This is is pretty important, because that means the more hydrogen we put in, which, by the way, hydrogen, most abundant element in the universe, the more charge we can get from a hydrogen fuel system. This is the reason why fossil fuels have been allowed to dominate for so long. And, that even though we have all these clean sources, the reason why fossil fuels still exist. You can turn them up and down as needed. So if we find systems that we can adjust based on human needs, we don't necessarily need the fossil fuels anymore. When it comes to fossil fuels, you can adjust almost all of them, including nuclear. And yes, nuclear is clean, but boy does it have a nasty downside especially with its waste and the possibility of meltdowns. So their downside, mm, it pretty much is bigger than any upside you can get. So we need something better. So in order to create a clean electrical grid, we have to find these clean sources that can be adjusted. That's the the last sticking point to those clean microgrids we've been talking about. So how can you make hydrogen fuel 100% clean, even though you're using large amounts of electricity to split those water molecules? Well, you have to make the grid primarily clean. Kind of sounds like a paradox, doesn't it? It's that whole, I need a car to get a job, but I need the money from the job to buy a car. Same thing here. We need clean energy to be able to split those molecules, to be able to have the hydrogen, to be able to create the clean energy. But that can happen. Even though it might start dirty, it ends clean. If you think about it, what if, what if all the sources going in are clean? What if it's extra solar energy or wind energy when we're not necessarily needing it? Maybe we have too much at one point and we use that extra electricity to create electrolysis. Well, that's where they get that 100% clean stat from. They are using solar, wind, hydro, any clean source to create enough electricity to be able to do the electrolysis on the water, separating those atoms and having them ready for use as needed. When I was at the University of Michigan, I worked on a project where we tried to design a clean energy grid system. Well, I'll tell you, it's really complex. Like, drive-you-crazy-draw-on-the-walls complex. So they had us kind of dumb it down just a little the math became really challenging because as the earth turns, we gain and lose sources. So we ended up just creating the base model idea and not balancing the electricity itself. But that base model model included hydrogen fuel sources built into the public water supply, so that when wind and solar and geothermal all created way too much electricity for the United States to use, We would desalinate water from the oceans, bringing it into the public water supply, and then use electrolysis to create a hydrogen fuel bank so that when we didn't have too much electricity, and maybe we had not enough electricity, we could fire up those hydrogen fuel sources to make up the difference. It created kind of a positive feedback loop. It was an interesting system. It took us pretty much all semester just to kind of get the basics down. I hope they've continued it since I've left, because to be honest, that positive feedback loop really does kind of take fossil fuels right out of the whole equation. And although we have a long ways to go to be able to create an energy grid that is 100% clean, with sources that are abundant and free all around us, it's still worth doing. I've said it probably a 100 times, and every time someone asks me why did I get into sustainability, I give them the same answer. Sustainability is one of the most worthwhile riddles we will ever solve. And cleaning our electrical grid, really, is no exception. I personally look forward to our energy grid becoming something that is clean and we're using sources that are not intrusive to the planet or its inhabitants. That, that is a future we can all stand for. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you liked this short. And if you did, do me a favor. Share it on social media or with a friend. Other ways you can support realistic sustainability is by becoming a monthly sustainer on our Anchor site for like 99 cents a month. That's like under $12 a year. And it helps Nick and I out quite a bit. If you can't do that, that's perfectly fine. Leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. That helps people find us. It takes all those algorithms in the system and bumps us up so that when someone searches sustainability, well... We show up, and it's your words and those reviews that help people make a decision to listen to us and give us a shot. So, thank you again, and remember, all we have to do is get a little better each day. Little bit, little bit, it can turn into a big bit. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hi, this is Mike, co-host of Realistic Sustainability, the podcast, which you probably already know. But I'm also the author of A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life. That was the book that led to our Facebook page, our Facebook group, and, well, even this show. It offers tips on promoting your positive footprint while decreasing your carbon footprint. So, if you want to read what started all of this, get A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life. Available on Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or just visit greeningyourlife.org for more information. Thank you for joining the sustainable movement and promoting a greener future.